Pantheria. Welcome to Dad Bod After Dark. I'm Jake. I'm Eric. And Kyle? the third mystery guy is Kyle, my brother-in-law. <laughs> How you doing, Kyle? I'm doing good. Good, man. Getting ready for your big move? Uh, trying to figure out, uh, yeah. Getting excited about it, honestly. Yeah. Nervous about it, but excited about it. We're just waiting for the official offer type of thing. Guess so where they're moving. To- Eric. Julie just has to pass her background check, so as long as we cleaned to... all the prints from yeah, the criminal guess. things, we're good. You want me to guess where they're moving to? Yeah, Colorado. one of the I 50 states. They're, I, they're moving from Washington, I assume, right? Nope. Michigan. We, we, we did live in Washington. You well, was... Michigan. Like, we're way up here. Yeah. Easy with the gang gestures. Um, yeah, yeah, settle down with the guns, okay? No, so. I, I, they're moving from Washington, correct? Nope. No, they moved from Washington a couple years ago. Oh, they did? Yeah. Where are they now? Where are you now? This, this is the Michigan gang jester. This is this is the UP. They're in the UP. This is the Minton, and this is the UP. So you're, you're oh you're you're crossing the Mackinac. Yeah. <laughs> They're moving to Colorado. Yeah. Oh. Well, so from Michigan yep. to Colorado. Oh. So they'll be much closer. Yep. So. To me, yeah, they will. To you, yeah, to that, you. Kyle. That's what matters. Yeah. yeah. All, all for dead bud after dark. <laughs> yeah the sacrifices we oh, make so they're like oh man this is different than when we we meet up with nick because he's three hours behind us mm. in hawaii so so it's oh. midnight there yep midnight all right all so right. anyway all right so what we're doing tonight is a little we loose a little unscripted topic we have nothing to talk about specifically um but eric's got a f- few random questions that we're just gonna go off Right? That's the plan. Yeah. We're just going to talk yeah. and see what happens. Let's do it. Yeah. So, okay. Question like, number I, one. So this one, I just pulled this up and I had refreshed this category. I had like four there. Um, mm-hmm. The question on here right now, be honest. I don't want anything that's that's too contrived. If you could rid the world of one disease, what would it be? <laughs> oh my gosh. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously. This is like so, from the book of the horrible questions. Well, we just did a seven, questions. well, essentially a seven-part episode on the pandemic. So that's, how timely is that? Hmm. Any so athlete's foot, disease. for sure. <laughs> athlete's foot, definitely. Top of the list. I mean. I don't want to just say corona. That would be just really because, convenient. But... I mean, it would be awesome. It would, it would truly be awesome. But I want to think about this before I, I go to coronavirus based on our research if you said bubonic plague we could actually be like a hundred years behind technologically yeah and economically yeah that's a good one because i want to say something funny like you said like athlete's foot or like halitosis or something (laughs) like that but i don't know if that's I guess I got to say coronavirus. I, I guess you have to because the, the worldwide destruction that's happening right now. Restless leg syndrome? 
Oh gosh, no. that would be so great for me. I have that. It's so yeah. I would love to get rid of you that. You have for that. Me. I do. What? I do. I'll say undiagnosed. I I diagnose myself, but I think I have it. You web MD'd, MD'd yourself? Well, yeah. I mean, I saw a, a convincing commercial for medicine for it, and I'm like, well, yeah, I think I have this. Did you so. take the medicine? No. No, so you're still... not diagnosed. Okay. Okay. Is that how it works? I get the medicine, and then I have it? Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway. How about you, Kyle? What would you get rid of? What one disease would you get rid of? Um... Honestly, I would say something that we still have a big pain in the ass with. And I mean, like you were saying, uh, something like COVID is tempting, but something honestly like malaria or AIDS, something that we, even with our technological advancements, still wipe out millions every year type of thing and yeah. affect people's lives so much. So I, I mean, might go we, something like that. Could we just say cancer or do we have to be more specific? You know, I thought about that too. I thought cancer because that is still the number one killer, I think. I think it's overtaken heart disease, but it's not like a. I have no idea why, but disease. I kind of considered cancer was off the table for disease. I have no idea why. Like disease and cancer are two different things to me. Yeah, I guess you, you maybe you're thinking like infectious disease or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I could if I could check the box off cancer, yeah, I would go just yeah. Hold on, well let's do this. Let's just get rid of the flu, right? It comes every year. Yep. Still does kill millions. It I still mean. kills millions, like, all the time. Uh, okay. So you just but get... to, and, and not to be flippant, but, but to quote the, the very wise Dwight Schrute. Oh, okay. The world needs a new plague. And, <laughs> and if we're looking at, like, if we start removing these diseases, one thing that does occur is we... And especially the further back you go, like flu has been an issue for just over a hundred years and it's killed a lot of people. You put those people back into circulation. We have a bigger issue. Zombies coming back? Yes. Well, Well, yeah. Yeah. If you bring them back without (laughs) completely bringing. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I get it. I'm just saying. Like one thing that that I would, if I was to be more specific, it's like something like leukemia, something that like targets Ooh. young people. Yeah, be like that's that. A good that's one. one to get rid of, just because it it tugs at the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. That's actually a really good. I think cancer's too too broad. Obviously, it'd be easy to check off. Um, yeah, you know, we could also say like, but leukemia is a type of cancer that yeah, affects yeah. predominantly children. So I like that that train of thought. Yeah. And that if you could get rid of one, you'd want to get one that saves as many kids as possible. Yeah. I like that. Okay, that was a good one. What you got another one? I got another one that I pulled up right before this one. It was uh <clears throat> Well, how political do you want to get? We'll I have see. Two questions here. Just Do you let's want me to lean into politics or away from for this question? I, I mean, isn't the question the question? I have two questions. Pick whatever one you want to go with. I don't okay. care. If you were offered the position of mayor of your city, would you take it? Yes. Oh, yes. And I would get drunk with power. Chandler, Arizona would go through some sweeping changes. 
the traffic laws would, would you, be totally would you different. Would defund the Chandler police? I would defund the traffic stops. That's what I would defund. <laughs> Wait, like get, intersections? or? <laughs> yeah, mainly. Yeah. Or, or actual All the police lights. pulling people over? Both. I, I would fix traffic in Chandler. So there'd be roundabouts everywhere. Just the whole, just all of Chandler is a roundabout and roundabouts. Mainly, yeah. I yeah. mean, I've seen Stop the data on roundabouts being more effective. Problem is, yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely using this to push into my pro roundabout. So this got really political very quickly. Yeah. I, so roundabouts fine, but I don't know if most of the populations that I've met in Arizona and California could handle the roundabout. My, I know they can't because I, I know my yeah. my old town had a every time they add one it causes mass hysteria in that neighborhood whenever a new one gets added <laughs> like what do we do there's people that pull into the roundabout and then they'll just stop start their car like, on fire no! yeah ra- ra- what what is the stat for roundabouts it causes more minor accidents but less slightly more yeah slightly more accidents but the damage is less and the lives lost is way less. Although, and people uh, move through horribly, traffic quicker. Horribly, ironically, I just um, mm-hmm. drove by uh, just last week. Somebody died up here at our roundabout. Well, I'm fairly certain he was dead, but but just a biker versus a car. Oh, thing yeah. Roundabout. And I mean, no helmet. I there. You know, that's just no chance. Type yeah. of thing. But okay, yeah, can I, can I, I guess I would. I would take the mayor's job definitely. Yeah. How about can you, I? Kyle? Yeah, I'd take the mayor's job. I'd. It'd be. That's that's limited enough power that uh you know I can I can cut a ribbon. <laughs> good, good to know, <laughs> Eric. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I the mayor. No, it's not enough for me. I'll not enough. I need, Governor. I need. At least. I need to jump. Uh, oh, never mind. I'm not gonna bring that up. Okay. But no, I I'm not. I don't know, mayor. It's too much like dealing with traffic. And stupid well, you could stuff. fix it. I want to be able to just sign an executive order and say people don't have to pay payroll tax for the rest of the year. That's oh, the kind of power okay. I want. No, yeah, you're aiming high, real high. Okay, I got it. That's cool. Even if it's not constitutional, I want the power. So if you were the mayor of the country. That would be an interesting... Yeah, they should make a name for that. Yeah, they should. He could, like, preside over stuff. He could, like, preside over things and... Yes. I, I like it. Man, why haven't they created that position yet? All right, next question. What board game do you like the most? Ooh. Diplomacy. So this, this is a deeper question for me, who like is surrounded by board games in his house right now. I am a huge board game nerd. Although I've never actually finished a game. Of Diplomacy? Axis and, Axis oh. and Allies is my favorite board game. Uh, too convoluted for me. I mean, not convoluted. There's too much going on. It's just too much. Well, that's why I've never finished it. one. But man, it's always yeah. an adventure. That that mayor's like that game because they get oh. to manage resources. <laughs> yeah, we get to and, a lot of red tape. Yeah, so. bureaucracies. Axis <laughs> um, and allies. Hey, that's the first one that jumped into my head. Yeah, or, it is a good I, game. I will say for co-ops, Five Minute Dungeon right now is oh. my favorite. I do That's like a, that game. I played that with my students and my my like seven and eight, uh, seven and nine year old. They but, enjoy that. And, and for competitive, I will say probably Seven Wonders. I love hate drafting people. 
What's, what is that game? Seven Wonders of the World. You, it's um, basically you pick one of the seven wonders of the world, and you have to basically build. Uh, so you you can build like the Colossus of Rhodes, uh, the uh -huh. pyramids. Um, I forget what some of the, but it's it's. I like games that only last like forty five minutes or less type of thing, because it's. But yeah, it's it's a fun game, and, and you can get up to seven people playing it. So okay. Yeah, I will. I will say, I've, as I've kind of come across kind of cooperative games, those have a different level of fun to them, and mm -hmm. that, especially for my own children, but also for my students, when they play a cooperative game, there's a different uh, kind of atmosphere about it. In that, nobody is getting irritable about losing because of the rules; they're getting mm -hmm. irritable because somebody's not pulling their weight. Yep, and uh, mm. it's kind of fun to watch as they try to accomplish a a shared goal, but they all have their own part to play, and some are more up to that task than others. That's cool. Uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, co-ops and just the types of games that my that my eight year old can play with us. So, like Catan Junior, Ticket to Ride, that type of stuff. But fun stuff. And gets them off the screen. So, yeah, it's always yeah. helpful. All right, next okay. question. It's kind of dumb. What's your favorite day of the week? Yeah, I don't even know what days of the week are anymore. So, yeah, it's all a blur. Um, you know what? I'll say Sunday. Sunday's probably my favorite day. It's usually my most restful day, and then when football starts, if it does start up this year, that's definitely my favorite sports day of the week. Can you hear that snoring? No. No? Okay. My giant mastiff dog is laying in the office with me. I was me, really so. waiting to hear what was going to get that adjective attached to it. Oh, yeah. I was worried for your own no, sake. No. no, we're good. How about you? What day of the week? I, I, I don't know at this point. Every other Friday when you get paid? <clears throat> no. I get paid twice a month, so it's on dates. Yeah. I'd say I like Thursdays during basketball season because that's game day. Mm-hmm. Other than that, Fridays are good. Fridays are always good. Right. Kyle? Um, I might be like one of the only people in the world that says this, but I actually like Monday. Yeah, why is that? It's, especially if I've had a good weekend. Like if I've had a good weekend and I have something to look forward to the next week type of thing, like I go into Monday like, okay, you know, I've got stuff to do. You know, I've, mm -hmm. I've basically, I don't know how to put it, you know, I earned the weekend, so to speak. I don't know. I had a good weekend. Now I'm going to go do something and I'm not like, oh, life sucks completely type of thing. By Tuesday, life sucks. Like, I hate <laughs> Tuesday. But, like, Monday, like, I'm, I'm coming at it like, you know, had a good weekend. I'm charged up type of thing. And I'm looking forward to something this next weekend. By, and then by Friday, I'm usually crawling into the weekend. So, <laughs> yeah. But, that's a good, that's probably just a good attitude in general. Got any others, Eric? 
Any other favorite days? No, just no. Any other questions? <laughs> just uh, oh, I just did it go away on me? Okay, so here was a good question. Mm-hmm. What book had the biggest impact on the modern world? Are we just excluding the Bible in that one? I, Not I to don't get see too, why I mean, would. Like, I mean. I mean, you could say, with with the exception of the Bible, this other work. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I honestly, off the top of my head, have trouble finding something that would have affected the modern world well, for such an effect. I think you, the Bible has affected history and yeah. the world at large yeah. more than any other book. Yeah. But you could make an argument that Origin of the Species had a huge impact on the direction of the modern world. Oh, yeah. Um, right? Yeah. yeah, or or something like that, uh, or you could I, say I'd like, say, uh, or you could say wealth of nations. I'd say something more along the lines of common sense or the Federalist Papers, mm-hmm. especially yeah. in the modern world, because once those things get into, you know, they don't just affect American history, which does affect everyone's history. Mm-hmm. Um, it affects the French Revolution. It affects, uh, especially common sense. Yeah, Do you consider the Magna Carta a book or just a document? That one's... It's just a document. It's yeah. not that long. It's not, it's I mean, not. Common Sense is a brochure-ish. Kind of <laughs> thing, right? it, it's a trap. It's a yeah. pain. Yeah, that's true. That's a, I like that, though. I, I think... You, I'd say to some extent, you could say the Quran has had a major impact on the modern world and that it, it spurred a kind of Eastern-based opposition to European Christendom. Mm-hmm. And we've been dealing with that for 1,400 years, right? Yeah. So that's had, uh, you know, an impact along lines of the Bible in terms of size to some mm-hmm. extent. You got any ideas, Kyle? No, honestly, I'm the the number one thing that just honestly I can't get over is probably just the Bible type of thing like that. Honestly, just trying to think of something. The Communist like, Manifesto. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's not totally off because the the revolution in Russia in 1917 was an effect from the Communist Manifesto, yeah. and then all the nations that followed. And yeah, there's a few that you can take and. Had they not been written, the world would be very, very different. Even in the modern world would be very, very different. Not just back when it was written. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, well, the even when ma- it was written, it, it didn't take effect. It didn't really have an impact until 70 years later. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like that one. Um, here I got one. What was your first smartphone? And how did you feel when you got it? Felt like a god. Felt like <laughs> Thor. Yeah. With a small hammer. What was it? I think was it, it an was iPhone? An, yeah, it was an iPhone. And it was, uh, well, okay, I had a Blackberry. That was pretty smart. Well, back what in the was day. your first smartphone, Jake? Because I got mine like six months after you got yours. It was an iPhone 3GS. Then that's what I had. Yeah. 
Yeah, before then, my first cell phone was a Netflix. And then my a second Netflix? one. Uh, Netflix. Nextel. Dumb. Dumb state. Yeah, <laughs> Nextel phone. Um, and then I had a couple of Sprint phones, and then an Altel phone. And then I got a Droid. No, my first... Or no, I got the iPhone 3GS, but then I won the Droid at that Suns game. And then really? I sold it to Brian the next day. Because I'm like, no, I already got an iPhone. Why do I need this? Brian... Winfrey. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, the, it was the 3GS and I felt like a wizard. Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, if I took this back into the Middle Ages, people would think I'm they would a sorcerer you. with demonic power. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Middle Ages, the 1950s. Or even, yeah, even then. But also, they would burn you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they, McCarthy would have his way with me during the Red Scare. But, yeah, I felt like a wizard. I'm like, this is amazing. How about you, Kyle? What was your first smartphone? Not cell phone, smartphone. Um, now, do you count those old like flip where it like flipped open and it had the screen type of thing, or like smartphone as in like touch, touch phone. phone, touch phone? Then, uh, God, I think it was. Only like five years ago, honestly, because up until then, yeah, yeah, I know. I my lord, as I, I am on my, I think I am on my. I guess it was an iPhone. I guess it was an iPhone six. I think type of thing, because or I think it was actually even a little younger than that. Whatever got it through Costco type of thing you know so i was ah, the old costco iphone yes the the costco iphone so you know like three or four generations old you know and like mm -hmm. the people the people who are gen z you know gen x or older are like oh it's a new phone and i'm like mm -hmm. yeah i know i'm getting something kind of crappy but you know it's so you didn't it's really have any done. feelings one way or another it i mean i really like the idea like uh like Playing, being able to play apps and uh, recording video and stuff, that was a lot of fun. But I, I liked having it to yeah. an extent. Although it was really weird because, Julie, uh, something happened where we had the same phone type of thing. So, like, when her phone would get a call, like, we called it the stalker phone because, like, we knew who each other called type of thing. Like, we knew where each other were at all times. And because the phones, because it's Costco, they uh, kind of mixed the phones together type hmm. of thing. So it was like we were both walking around with the same phone. Hmm. And the problem would be sometimes she would answer like the phone and then be like, oh, you know, they'd be like wrong number and then hang up type of thing. And that would be my boss. It's almost like it, you had the same number. No, we had different numbers, but it just, it was like all connected to like those two phones because they were twin phones hmm. type of thing. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, that is weird. Oh. So you had a haunted phone. I had a haunted phone. It was not. It was. It was like intelligent phone, but not a smartphone. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I like it. You got any other questions? Yeah, I got. I mean, they're endless, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Wisconsin. <laughs> okay. I. Yeah. No. I, I Simple wouldn't mind answer. living in Wisconsin either. 
That's not my first choice. What's your first choice? Uh, I'm struggling with that. It's either going to be Hawaii or Ireland. Yeah. yeah. Hawaii gets old fast. You, know, you lived in Hawaii. So I've, I've been there a few times. And I have friends who live there. And while I Which think, island? You don't mind me asking. Oahu. Oh, but okay. I've also, I've also been to the big island. Okay. So while I understand it gets old fast, I also, I wasn't on the tourist track. Like I wasn't on Waikiki for a week. I was like on other parts of the island. So okay. the touristy stuff is cool, but the outdoorsy stuff and kind of the laid back stuff really catches on with me. So yeah, I understand you might get island fever, but but I really feel like it's a place I could spend time in. And Ireland, I mean, I've only been there once, but it would have had enough of an impact where I'd, I'd gladly live there. But Kyle? not England for me. No, definitely not England. Kyle? Um, I guess... Uh... I would like to try to, for a while at least, I'd like to live in some place like Japan or something that's totally different than I've ever experienced before. I mean, if it, if it was a forever place, I might choose something like Ireland, honestly. Like, I really like the Galway area type of thing, like close enough where I can hop on a train and go to a city or something if I want to, but, you know, middle of nowhere type of thing kind of suits me at this point in time. I'm really getting familiar and in touch with my cranky old man side. So I could go yell at sheep for a long time. They need to be yelled at. They do. <laughs> but no, I, I would just like to, I, I think it would be interesting to like, I, I did live in Hawaii for a year and a half and on Oahu. And I, I, I got, I did get Ireland, Island fever after a little while. And, but I mean, I really miss snow to the point where I just mil moved to the middle of nowhere where there was only snow type mm -hmm. of thing in the UP of Michigan. But <laughs> Smart. Yes, I know. But, uh, but no, I just, I, I think it would be neat to try to see what it's like to live in a completely different culture for at least a little while, just to see what it's like and not and to, to at least an extent where I'm not romanticizing a culture type of thing mm -hmm. where I'm actually living in and understanding what it truly means to be there type of thing have, instead of, you know, just have living. Have you ever been to Japan? I have not yet. I'm, I, I have not. I, I was actually hoping to pre COVID. Um, I was uh, hardcore planning to go for the Hiroshima bomb uh, anniversary, Hiroshima okay. and Nagasaki bombs um, because uh, part of what I'm doing for school stuff. I, I know like super fun, happy, thing to go visit somebody like hi i'm an american and i want to come I'm visit. going to japan to watch your greatest tragedy That's... <laughs> yes but um, i i find it really interesting how they uh view the the bombings they they considered it a they consider it a great tragedy and uh to 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 an extent you know very large extent of war crime even but they've also uh used it as something they I wouldn't say so. They basically celebrate it now as like 70 years of peace, 75 years as peace from, you know, from that point in time to 
just being like America sucks and they did this to us, mm-hmm. which it's it's one of the very few cultures I've ever seen that takes something like that and turn it into something different. I don't know if that. So it's interesting you you bring up the Hiroshima Hiroshima bomb because that uh, today that was, was Nagasaki and three yep. days ago was um, Hiroshima, and I saw on Twitter and Facebook quite a bit of discussion especially in some of the circles that I follow, which are primarily libertarian. Um, basically denouncing it. And and kind of, then you have a handful of people jump in and say, well, it was necessary. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we can't, we can't, uh, we can't deny the fact that had we not done this, that, um, hundreds of thousands of more people would have died on both sides in a, in a planned right. invasion. And uh, it was quite a bit of discussion in terms of even now that debate hasn't ended. No, no, never will. It'll honestly, I think, get more, uh, it'll lose the context, like the human context of the people who were in World War II, who saw firsthand what happened honestly, where it'll become more an academic armchair scholar instead of somebody who's, who could actually say, you know. Speaking specifically to what happened at Hiroshima or to the entire context of the war and. Oh, both, both type of thing. Uh, The, I mean, and that happens with everything. Things get the, the, the context of what happened and uh, using the bombs type of thing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I personally, like, I mean, I guess that's always like a question like we had in one of our classes was, you know, would you have dropped the bomb type of thing? And like, people were outraged when I was like, you know, I probably would have, I would have, you know, if I was Truman, I would have probably pulled the, I would have probably pushed the button quote, quote unquote, but yeah, you know, that, that's interesting because people, you know, you talk about, um, the quest, that question, had you been in that position, what would you have done? And I think in some of our discussions on Dadbot history, you know, had you been in the United States in 1855, would you have owned slaves? Or would you have condoned slavery? Or would you have opposed slavery? And nine out of 10 people would say, oh, I would have opposed it for sure. It's like, really, would you have? What if you were living in like 1936 Germany? Would you have opposed the Nazis actively or would you have just said, "Eh." Yeah. And I I think what you're bringing up is a, it's a great point because so often when it comes to history or anything, we kind of forget context of the time that they lived in and we impose our 21st century morality and ethics on people that lived hundreds of years ago and their morality or their ethics was so different from what we consider right or wrong today. Um, And so, yeah, if you were to drop some 21st century person into the 1860s or into Truman's office and say, all right, well, here's your decision. It's like, yeah, you're, you're imposing your worldview on a worldview that doesn't exist anymore. 
And I think that's something that we forget a lot when we look at historical decisions like that and saying, well, why did they make this decision? What was the context behind dropping the bomb or um, the Civil War or anything, really? Yeah, would you, uh, as a founding father, have opposed net neutrality? mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's... That's a great point. And they would have asked you about what type of fishing rights that was. That's a good point. Yeah. But, but, uh, I mean, and I, for, for the, the question about, you know, um, I, I will 100% say, I, I would like to say that I would have done in 1936 opposed the Nazis and in, the 1850s, I would have opposed slavery, but um, I say, I say this without trying to be too flippant. It's really easy to be a social justice warrior when you don't have to face the consequences, the real life consequences of opposing the Nazis uh, in 1936, because you don't know, you know, you don't know. You're, I don't have to worry about my door getting kicked open and have me and my family disappear overnight type of yeah. thing. You know, it's, and, but I, I would say I would like to be able to say that I would have, but the reality of any of that, you know, type of thing, I can't, I can't pretend and be like, oh yeah, 100%, that's well, what and, I would have done. And in any era, when there's some sort of social strife, I guess, for lack of a better term, there's a few antagonists, and then there's a few protagonist or counters to that mm-hmm. and then there's everyone else kind of in the middle like, it was just like shut up and let me live my life basically and they might say well yeah i agree with this or i don't agree with this and that's kind of the end of their stance yeah. and on the margins is where the people are most vocal or the most active yeah. and that's where things change and they, you know it can shift opinions and it can shift groups but Largely, I mean, even today when we see these protests with for um, Black Lives Matter or or the counter to that, if you want to call it the law and order mm-hmm. response to Black Lives Matter, um, those are minorities of minorities that are visibly demonstrating and visibly speaking out. And then everyone else is kind of just shifting within that but they aren't like vocally supporting or vocally against something and i think well they might put a thumbs up on facebook yeah my job is done you know yeah kind of you know but that's so when we say do you oppose slavery like are you are you you, you harriet tubman going out and freeing the slaves or are you a businessman in new york who says yeah i don't like slavery but i'm not going to contribute to it are you actively opposing the slavery that the Communist Party of China is inflicting upon the Uyghurs? You know, the Uyghurs? Yeah. I mean, if you're opposed to slavery, right, it comes in, in dozens of different forms. And the one we're most um, familiar with in the United States is slavery that we see in our own history books. Uh, that is this chattel kind of slavery. Um, but it has existed since since humans have started writing their history down that people have owned other people for a variety of reasons on a variety Mm -hmm. of different um, 
criteria, and it exists to this day. You know, so if you oppose slavery, uh, or if you say you would have opposed slavery in 1855, do you still? Because it's happening today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I, I, I do agree. Because, I mean, even today in the U.S., what slave human trafficking oh, I, yeah. is, the, is the, the new term that people use for slavery, but it, it's sexual and labor it's slavery. Not based so. on, it's not based on race at all. And, and therefore, it's a little bit harder to pin down, I think. Mm-hmm. Basically, any place you, you can almost horribly, horribly guarantee any place where there is a major crisis, there will be human traffickers stealing people, tricking mm-hmm. them into getting on a boat, getting on a plane type of thing from anywhere from Syria to Haiti to, you know, Ukraine to anywhere type of thing it's just it's still so yeah you're right it's not just one race it's from anywhere where you can find strife and extreme poverty people are getting tricked into it which again is something that's been happening since we've been recording i mean the vikings yeah you could say were well-known human traffickers but they would just go raid and take and then bring Mm -hmm. them back to their homeland that doesn't Um, sound nearly as epic no, it doesn't. It doesn't sound, you know, the Vikings glorify their history. Yeah. But that's what they were. Yeah, I mean, I that mean, was what it that, was. That's one of the, the items that they took was people. Mm-hmm. So but every, everybody has done that. And that's something that we kind of forget. This wasn't just white colonials taking people against their will. It's been happening in every culture and tribe for as long as we have things recorded. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, I, I know Neil deGrasse Tyson really thinks that this is something that only white Europeans did. This is something that everyone has done. Uh, because it makes good economical sense to take people from the next tribe over and make them work for you. Mm-hmm. Which is wrong. Yeah. yeah. Which is wrong, and it's always been wrong. And that's kind of brings us back to the question is, you know, if you could have, would you have in this time or place or situation... And most if I'm likely. being honest, I would like to say, well, yeah, I would, but you know, if I'm being honest, I don't, I don't know what that opposition would look like. Yeah. So and I guess that's the, the real question. If I'm being honest with the discussion of would you have opposed slavery? Um, number one, honestly, I probably would not have owned slave because I probably would not have been in a position. That was a very small percentage who owned slaves. But whether I oppose slavery or condoned it, that'd be a coin flip. And then being an abolitionist would probably be similar to the, the number of slave owners, right? It's a small mm-hmm. extreme. So more than likely, we all just go with the flow. Yeah. And depending on your geography, if you're born in the north or the south, that changes kind of your perspective i mean obviously like if me right now was transported back to that time oh sure that's you know that's totally different but yeah the context of my being brought up would make it a lot harder to be one way or the other type of thing yeah you know that's interesting if uh are you familiar with the uh the series outlander 
Yes, to an, to an extent. So my wife at some point read the books, and then we, we watched the series, and I enjoy it. I enjoy the historical part of it. Um, and for those of you that are completely unfamiliar, um, a woman who's a, a nurse during World War II ends up being transported back in time to the Jacobite Rebellion in Scotland in the mid-1700s. Um, and as the story eventually goes, she ends up in the in the Americas prior to the Revolution. And uh, she comes across this family member who owns slaves. And she struggles ethically with dealing with these people who uh, see zero issue with owning another person. And it's just kind of curious to see that played out in this show. Um, a person who would see slavery as a moral wrong in, in absolutely mm -hmm. uh, dealing with people who see slavery as just it's just how we do things. Yep. Yeah, it was a, <clears throat> it's probably the best example we have of that. You know, somebody being literally transported in time and bringing their morality and their ethics into mm -hmm. a different time and place. Um, all right, let's go to another question. This one's a little oh, bit lighter. You got it? Okay. Oh, I got one. What do you think of buffets? I miss buffets. <laughs> <laughs> I miss, I'll rephrase that. Oh, I, I don't miss like okay corral buffets. I, 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 I miss some, there were some really good buffets. I think that's Golden yeah. Corral. Hmm? Golden Corral. Golden Corral. Not the OK yeah, Corral. Okay corral. No, yeah. I, there was an OK Corral. Why is there corral. blood everywhere? <laughs> yeah. There was an OK Corral. And, and I'm like, when your buffet literally has the term OK in it, you know, you're not, you're not expecting much. It's the OK <laughs> buffet. So I had this conversation the other night. I was, I was talking with some guys and um, we talked food and both of them have either from Wisconsin or spent time in Minnesota. We are talking about Culver's. I know it's not a buffet. I could turn it into one. Yeah. Um, but Pizza Ranch. And I guess it's a Minnesota, Wisconsin thing. I've never heard of it, but it's basically a buffet. It's like a pizza buffet. But they also have like fried chicken and mashed potatoes. And they have something called a California pizza. What makes it California is that it has sliced grapes on it, which I, that I'm sounds sure like convinced, it convinced everybody. It yeah, that like sounds a like a Midwesterner's idea. impression of California. It probably has convinced numerous Midwesterners never to move to California. Yeah, that's awesome. But it, it sounded really nice. I miss buffets. Not that my wife would ever let us go to one. But I miss them. I just I, like the concept of the buffet. And yeah, there's some good ones and there's some bad ones. But the whole idea that you can go... Because when you go to a restaurant and you're looking at the menu, what do you do? You're like, ooh, that looks good. But, but so does this. That, oh, but what about that. this sandwich? But I want this fish. And like, But at a buffet, you don't have to make that decision. Nope. You can just get whatever you want. No, so yeah, on a throw, menu, you're like, but this thing's only going to be touched by one person. You know, COVID, I, I, I didn't care I'm still willing to risk it. I don't care. They have the sneeze guard. Yeah, it's fine. Oh. 
my my honest favorite thing about buffets was not besides eating them you know my weight and food and then rolling home but was the uh, like the kid friendliness of it like because your kid can choose like nine different things mm-hmm. and then it's like okay you know the 10th one's the hit you know i'm not tearing my hair out over you know yeah. 10 different restaurants and, and all they... of that is just so the kid can go to the soft serve machine at the end of the night and get a pound of soft serve basically oh. basically oh. and vegas buffets are awesome yep they are so good well although you do get horrible concoctions like with my kid he uh you know, I, we had a, as long as he didn't get too much of it, I didn't care what he got, you know, like he was allowed to try a little, little bit of everything. And we had a really nice, um, Chinese buffet, uh, up in a place, uh, uh, up in Everett. And it, it turned into the horrible concoction of octopus tentacles, pudding and ice cream. Okay. And he I mean... loved it. Like he would like dip the, and I'm like, I, I can barely watch this. But like he loved it, and I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, you do you. But I'm like, and I would have ne- like, and he's still like, I want, you know I want what? to eat that again. Well, that's not what I would ever get at a buffet. No, that's the beauty of the buffet is that he has the freedom to choose that no. terrible option. <laughs> so that's what the buffet is, is a great thing. Freedom is about making and, and the only really thing that decisions. can compete with a bad food is a better food. Yeah. That's how you beat bad foods. Yeah. And bad ideas. You show them there is a better way. Yes. So yeah, the buffet. That I I can't wait. I cannot wait until COVID is over and I can feel safe to go back to a buffet again. I want I man, when were we in Vegas, Jake? You and I went a long time uh for a conference. Right? Uh for a teacher's conference. I remember that buffet. That was awesome. It made me so happy. So good. Just be yeah. like, whatever you want to eat, whatever you want. Yeah. Take your time. And if you don't like it, go get something else. <laughs> I know. It was oh, so, so good. good. So I'll go to Vegas again with you just for the Just buffet. to go to a buffet? Yeah. I'm totally down with that. I never went to a buffet in Vegas. I feel like I missed part of Vegas. Yeah, it's, you really did. I mean, you step inside the city limits. They give you a ticket for a free buffet, I think. like You don't have yeah. to do much. <laughs> All right. Um, do you got another one? Otherwise, I got sure. one. Sure. Uh, Go if you had to get rid of a holiday, which would you get rid of and why? Flag day. Flag day. I don't, I, I don't celebrate flag day. This is a tougher question because I can think of holidays that I would like to have added to the calendar. But I can't think of a one like, uh, yeah, like anything that's a holiday that I don't get the day off just seems <laughs> stupid. Like Flag Day. Mm-hmm. Why do we have it if, if I don't get the day off? Like I would add Juneteenth in a heartbeat. Yeah. But... And I would add, like, Lincoln's birthday. Because out here in California... Well, Lincoln's birthday used to be. And I think they just made it President's Day, right? Out here in California, uh, a lot of schools take two Mondays off in a row. 
one for Washington's birthday, one for Lincoln's birthday, mm-hmm. rather than just having President's Day. Um, yeah. Even to Washington State, we didn't have Washington's birthday. It's kind of well, kind of stinks. I guess if I was to pick a holiday, I would get rid of like Valentine's Day. That's I like good. to watch the drama that that produces, though, in the stores of like the panic, <laughs> like the panicked guy. Like I intentionally I, I mean, went I, to Walmart that day just to watch. Yeah, people, like I mean, I'm I'm a fan of Schadenfreude as much as the next guy, but I I think in general that's not a holiday to me. I think uh, I was working in a Walgreens. That was like my second week of working at Walgreens was Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and that was like watching. 300 train wrecks try to get their acts together right before i mean it was you know you're all buying the cheapest rose possible yeah in a box of the most generic chocolates and i'm like i don't know man not sure it's happening for you but yeah so i I guess on this topic i guess i'll ask uh, what about the the whole columbus day like i'd be fine with getting rid of columbus day or switching oh i guess i don't think of that as a holiday anyway so like the bank holiday it's one of those bank holidays type of thing oh, yeah i guess it is i mean i don't i get the to some extent why you would not want to celebrate it but at the same time i mean i don't know rename it call well, it I know indigenous some, people's day that's i fine. think that's what Do, some places are doing um but i think i don't know having the day off is nice I don't. Not in California. But uh, that's what I'm saying. Rename it Indigenous Peoples Day and give us the day off. Uh, Yeah, I'm still going Valentine's Day. That's mine. April Fool's Day. I could do with that. (laughs) Is that an official holiday, though? Valentine's Day an official holiday? Are we talking only federal? Like, you get... Time no, and you, half pay, or so, so no, I guess you're right. But birthday, it so shows up on Apple calendars. I think people have a lot more fun with April Fool's Day than they do on Valentine's Day. Oh, so, yeah. okay, fine, keep it. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna keep it. I want to get rid of May Day. <laughs> okay, like May the fifth, or no, what like whatever about, communists like, celebrate. Uh, May, May Day, May Day in Seattle oh, is gosh. like every day in. And every day, and no, like the ribbon around the maypole, Eric. Yeah. That's the one you want to get rid of. Wait, which one is he saying Seattle celebrates all the time? Uh, every day in May is May Day, and so there was there it there would May. be a protest. There would be a protest every day in May because it's and August, so, and they're still doing that. Yeah, well, <laughs> they really like their May Day. They really like their May Day. Their calendars are all broken. Okay, well. Yeah, another question? I, I do. It's dumb. Okay. What do you do for a living? Uh, that is dumb. Skip it. I teach. All right. There you go. Yeah. You got another one? Now I do. Okay. What food do you know you shouldn't eat but can't stop yourself? Culver's. Oh, so I yeah. Moved away. Yeah. But what at Culver's? All of it. All of it? You just, anything? Uh, I mean, uh, a butter burger. A butter burger. 
Because I'll do okay. I'll do two singles with nothing but cheese on them. Okay. But this, you this, know, fried cheese curds. This is how I know I am not a true Midwesterner. Like there, there's a Culver's two miles from me, and I'm just like, eh, type of thing. Why don't but, you go right now, pick something up, and just eat it in front of us? <laughs> I'll, I'll do that the next if if you, you ever invite me back I'll just have a cult, like I'll have a trash can I'm like no I'll just throw it away oh, <laughs> it's like the rage oh, man. you're no longer my brother-in-law just oh. if you oh, do that that would be rough FYI. to watch yeah. oh, oh fun our, fact our biggest, my biggest problem with the one in town is they never shampoo the rugs type of thing so it just well, smells like sour milk the whole time you're that's why there. you use the drive through oh well, I mean everybody uses the drive problem now. solved but, yeah, but I mean, like, there's a color version the carpet in his car when he goes through the drive-through. <laughs> although, uh, although I will say that even even in the time of COVID, the uh, the Midwesterners' love of colors is still strong. They had to, uh, at they had to remove, uh, uh, basically part of like the the parking lot uh, barricade so that. They could then get the lines long enough because they were blocking traffic because the Culver lines were going out into the road and like completely stopping traffic. I noticed like, Chick-fil-A had to do something like that out here. Raising Cane's does that too, where they've had some wild, at least here in Arizona. Okay, so Kyle, what's a lockdown like up, uh, in Michigan right now? So I, I, I do live in the middle of nowhere type of thing. So the lockdown is almost... Day. Huh? just a normal day <laughs> well i mean there we finally um uh when the tourist season before the tourist season hit it was like 10 percent. michigan has a, a mandatory mask wearing and before the tourists got up here probably 10 percent, 20 percent of the people would wear masks type of thing uh there, there there would be a lot of signs like each little store has its own thing Mm -hmm. uh, as far as you know whether you could come in or not with a mask on but uh after the after the tourists came and they they, they brought covid with them type of Jerks. thing Jerks, yes just give give us our money and leave so can you dine in culvers or not no no, no you cannot uh not culvers uh you can go into some of the restaurants still like some of the bigger ones are they at like half capacity though um yeah they're I mean, in this town, they're almost always at half capacity, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, the 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 big one was the bars were shut down for a while up here, and people were basically rocking back and forth, like they didn't know what to do, type of thing. But, they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't go to the bar and get a get a drink, drink yep. or two. But uh, the the first. It was kind of like watching this evolution because all of a sudden there were like, uh, it went from, you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't even go to the playgrounds. All of those were shut down. Uh, then it went from that to, okay, the playgrounds can be open and the picnic tables were brought back type of thing. And then like the picnic table, then like people were putting patio furniture out in front of their uh, uh, restaurants type of thing. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, no. here. If it if the building is big enough, they uh, it's it's a lot of walk in, order your food, and walk out, and mm -hmm. there will 
but the bars are packed. Yeah, the bars are packed, and nobody's wearing a mask in there because it's, you know, it's people. It's it's too complicated to do this, you know, after beer number one. So mm -hmm. they're just like whatever, type of thing. Makes sense. So, but and that's why COVID is all of a sudden like we went from five cases. This is 10 cases total in the whole county of 35,000. So we're getting like three to seven a day now, which for a county of 35,000 is pretty high. Mm -hmm. I think. So, yeah. What were we talking about? I have no idea. What food we shouldn't eat? Yeah. Is that what the question was? Oh, oh, for me, pork ramen. Pork ramen. Yep. I love like traditional good pork, like pork bone ramen. It'll get there me. Can't, really there can't be a lot sick. of traditional pork ramen places in no, way North but Michigan. Like, no, that's uh, actually surprisingly uh, oddly in the UP. There's a lot of Korean and Vietnamese. Hmm. Um, uh, actually, uh, a lot of North Korean uh, up here type of thing. Like they fought uh, when basically when the U.S. retreated, type of, or advanced to the rear. I think is the a proper. They invaded term. the UP. Uh, they, uh, um, a lot of them made deals to come to the U.S. Basically, uh, worked for the U.S. Like some of the North Korean army helped the U.S. Uh, retreat. I guess is basically, huh. and so they were rewarded by coming to the UP. So they weren't rewarded very well, but. Yeah, one of the things I learned in college uh, was that there's like a large Hmong, which is uh, mm -hmm. an ethnic group of Chinese Laotian. in like parts of Wisconsin. Yep. Yeah. The, the Hmong or the Hmong? It, he pronounced yeah, well, it it's pronounced Hmong. Oh. Yeah, yeah, with the H. Oh. Yeah. Not sure who put the H in there if they don't use it. Oh. Um, I think I think I'd have to go with you too. I would say Culver's. <laughs> Would be my guilty pleasure. We don't have pleasure. that here, so we, well, we got it all over Phoenix like, now. I so. can't wait. I was so excited when they brought that first one. Mm -hmm. My wife and I were like, "This is going to." Remember, because you texted me. I did. I remember that too. It's like they're putting <laughs> in the culvers, and then we took yeah. our students there, like our our teams, constantly, yeah. like as a treat. Like you won, you're going to culvers. Big deal. That's awesome. Which is the peak of Wisconsin cuisine. <laughs> I'll take it. And that says a lot all in itself. Hey, knock it off. <laughs> I'm hoping you have a better question than mine. <sighs> Not really. Okay, mine I, is, have you ever been in love? And, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, Obviously. We're not talking so, about me. With, my, with my wife in oh, the room, I'm going to at, say absolutely not. So, <laughs> well, have fun sleeping on that couch there. So, yeah, um, obviously, first to you, Eric, and then later on to my wife. But so, you were the first, though. All right. I've got a classic question here, unless you've got one. No, I don't. If you inherited or won a million dollars, what's the very first thing you would do with the money? Swim in it. 
Scrooge did all nickels? Like, <laughs> yeah, Scrooge would duck it, man. I've always wanted to do that. You know, all right. About, that's uh, a great, that's a great first action. Is, uh, those are all gold coins he was swimming in. Mm-hmm. Except for that one dime, his first dime. So, oh, yeah. I have like, no idea down. why I remember that so much. It's like it had special powers or something. Yeah, like if he lost the dime, then his fortunes would turn and he'd lose all his money. But, okay, aside from swimming in it, I think the first thing I would do is pay off any debt we had. Yep. So, car loans, student loans. That'd be the first thing. Yeah, I agree. It's not a very fun answer, but it's a realistic answer. After debts are paid off. Okay. After debts are paid off, we swam in it. Well, I, I would have enough to go to like a Culliver's afterwards, so I guess that's what. <laughs> you keep saying Culliver's. It's Culver's. There's no third. It's a two-syllable word. Well, with a million not, dollars, you it's can not call Culliver's it Travels. Okay. <laughs> Is that why everybody looks at me funny up here? Well, maybe. Well, I don't know. One of many reasons. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So Kyle would go to Culver's afterwards. Uh, I would probably buy, I would probably buy some land and, um, build like a really nice big log cabin in Wisconsin, obviously. That would be my, that'd be my big purchase. I've been reading a book the past few weeks that have been inspiring to me and kind of driving our next kind of move as a family. And when I say move, like, next thing we're going to do. And it's called See What the Campground. So if all I won or inherited was $1 million, obviously pay off debt, uh, probably buy a good house, something decent, not over-extravagant. But I would definitely be investing in some sort of very nice RV, nice. and we would be seeing the, the the country. I like that. I think that's an awesome answer. Heck, I, part of me is like, I, I wouldn't even buy a house. I would just invest in that RV. Yep. And uh, you know, te- we keep teaching. I think, and we'd have a home base where we taught and lived in a home in a house, but. The summer would just be spent everywhere but there. Mm. I do think the RV is the pinnacle of mankind. Just uh, that whole idea of a motor home is just unbelievable to me still. So I think that's a really cool answer. uh, An RV to travel the country. How about you, Kyle? After you swam in it and maybe paid off some debt and went to Culver's, anything else? Well... I was going to say something like the really like quasi like really nice camper trailer or houseboat type of thing, but Ooh, houseboat type of thing. Okay. Okay. But basically, basically along the same line, I I love experiencing anything from running around the national parks or uh, historical sites type of thing. I'd, I, I would probably do something really cheesy, like make some silly fun, 
like historical YouTube channel thing where like I'm running around and doing crazy stuff at not like crazy like damaging stuff but weird look history me, type of thing. Look, look I me tagged half dome. Yep. <laughs> look at me, I'm gonna play with this pit viper. Awesome. <laughs> I would watch that YouTube channel, just this, FYI, this. Kyle, if you want to do that. I'm yep. I'm totally down to the, watch. The Steve Irwin of history, like this is a can canon, danger, danger, danger. <laughs> but no. Well, that would be fun. Yep. All right, so this is a kind of a counter to another one we had a few questions ago. Um, what is the biggest holiday for your family? What's the one you, I guess, most look forward to? <clears throat> for me, I think Thanksgiving is my favorite because there's the least expectation. It's just a day of delicious food and football. There's no presence. There's no going anywhere. You just relax. Um, that's my favorite. But I think, and probably Kyle, you can attest to this. My wife would say Halloween is yeah, her favorite. I was gonna, yep. The yeah. one I look forward and that's to the most. that's a huge one in your family. 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 What was that? That's a big one in your family. Oh, right? we're freaks. That we, we love Halloween. Yeah. But the, one of the number one reasons why I like going to, to like the cons and stuff is because like it's just different halloweens with less body spray <laughs> it's kind of yeah do you say with less body spray is that what yes. you said okay <laughs> how about you eric uh i don't know christmas has always had me and especially after having kids christmas has kind of been a big thing i i i love thanksgiving i love the food uh this past year I think we convinced my family to like push the meal because, well, okay. So like, I know everyone talks about Thanksgiving dinner and especially from the Midwest, like that means like lunchtime. But for me growing up, Thanksgiving dinner was at like five or six. And so I convinced them to push it up because then we had like the rest of the day to just sit around, digest, and then go back for seconds. Mm -hmm. And uh, I found that to be like kind of cathartic in that I could have the meal twice in a day mm -hmm. and then just be watching football. Um, and Halloween I like. I've had a lot of good memories of Halloween. But I think Christmas for me just kind of was always the, the more magical thing and yeah. had a lot, you know, it had days worth of activity built around it and days worth of traditions and you know, church was it's always been kind of a big part of that too so they all kind of tie together it's, it's it's more than just an event it's it's a an experience okay yeah and I, yeah and it's always funny like you said i'm with that i'm torn because i love christmas but for pure because of all the other stuff that gets involved with Christmas, I guess that's why it makes yeah. it number two in my book. Because it can be stressful. Yeah. It can Whereas be Thanksgiving stressful. is of the big holidays to me mm. is the least stressful, most enjoyable. But for my kids, that's their Christmas one hundred percent. That's yeah. their favorite holiday, yeah. understandably so. Um, but yeah. See, I could be I could be really weird with my 
and probably only Jake would be if like, you say Flag Day. No, Barbora. <laughs> Barbora, that is a good one. That's what we do. That's so Barbora is basically like Saint Nicholas Day, but it's the Eastern European Czech version of it. Like so, it's Saint Barbora. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they celebrate it, but um, Saint Barbara, Saint Barbora. So it's on December like Barbarossa, 6th. like the invasion of Russia. Definitely not. Yes, we we no, celebrate. No, that. not Operation Barbarossa, <laughs> um, and not it's Frederick that. Barbarossa either. No. Anyway, so what we do is, and that's a big one for us is, you know, like on December sixth, we'll have Barbara visit the house, and she knocks on the door, and the kids open the door, and there's little stockings full of treats and uh, a coin and. Uh, a musical instrument yeah and it's really it's a really cool hmm. for our family that's our big christmas tradition is, is that something you Saint still Barbara. do Jake? we do it every year with the kids yeah you do oh yeah and that's something that my wife introduced to me it wasn't something i did um but oh. her and and kyle and their family did it and so that's something we've carried on to our kids and it's really that's special neat. yeah i i had a friend who um he was of Italian background, so there was a very Catholic um, influence there. But something that his family did was this. They had this extra holiday, like 12 days after Christmas. And it had to do with this this old woman that visited Jesus, you know, two weeks after he was born. And so it was like this extra little holiday mm-hmm. um, kind of after Christmas that was like this added little feast they did. That was mostly at his grandmother's bidding, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was kind of neat because it was something I had not been aware of. Well, and it's the thing that I, I like about celebrating Barbora is it's not, obviously it, it relates to Christmas and relates to the birth of Christ, but it's also got this cultural significance, you know, when, when people say what's the true meaning of Christmas and all that stuff. And it's like, well, there's a whole lot there that that we've forgotten um, about our past and our ancestors and to have this extra tradition that harkens back to my wife's family generations now and then we can carry on to our kids i think is it's meaningful you said that's czech yeah it's easy huh Mm -hmm. and i I, like i said i'd never heard of it before my kids what was isn't that that, is that from the office dwight it's like the the german like (laughs) evil santa Oh, like the Krumpus? The cr- yes, the Krumpus. Belschnickel, uh, the Krumpus is involved with that. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway. Yep. Definitely. The, my, my grandpa, yeah, you need to have a true Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas. My Christmas tradition is based in 1950s Americana. <laughs> and that's where it's going to stay. Yeah. My, my grandfather used to convince us that if you were good that year, your Barbora would knock on the door. But if you were bad that year, when you opened it, the Krumpus would be standing there and put you in a sack. See, there but, you go. Like my my grandfather liked to do like he just liked to mess with us type of thing. He was effective, is what you're saying. He was a good grandpa. He yeah. Got the job done. <laughs> Were the kids good? Yeah. Okay. Question answered. All right. What time do you normally go to bed? Well, looking at the clock right now, um, it's. I guess I don't have a normal bedtime, and that's probably a. Not a good thing. I, I try to get to bed by 2. A.M.? got to get up at 8. Yep. Jeez. Oh my gosh. 
That's okay. I'm, another I'm more in the I'm more in the eight p.m. to ten p.m. range, but uh, <laughs> yeah, between nine and ten is when I'm purposefully laying down and going to sleep. If, because if I get I up at like bed, four. If I'm not in bed by two, you see those stairs behind me. I can, you'll you'll you'd be able to see the dissension of a very upset spouse and. <laughs> She gets upset after two a.m. Yeah, she's like, That's... "It's time." <laughs> I went to, I went to bed two a.m. on Thursday night, oh. and then I woke up at five. Oh. Uh, that sucked. I, last night, because of D and D, I went to bed at because I play with people from Seattle, so it's three hours. You know, it's like this three hours earlier. So I went to bed about five thirty, type of thing. So that was <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, those were the days. Yeah. So I had nothing yeah, I, to get up for. Yeah, I, I don't know if I. Oh, I still have stuff to I, get up for. It's just my. I, I'm used to sleeping like, like eight hours a week. You know. No. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe need, okay. I we might need to get much, you to a I sleep therapist. Yeah I, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I try to get five hours a night. Okay. Thing. I think I hit around six. Right. Nope. That's Go that's a wide me. range that we have right now. Nope. Nope. We got all, all hours of the day covered with nope. our sleeping. Yeah, yeah, we really do. Just keeping keeping our eyes on keeping our eye on America. Just make it no. Here's one. If your mind were an island, what would it look like? Like those calderas where there's a little bit on the outside and then like everything's collapsed. There's a lagoon in the middle. A collapsed ring island. (laughs) (laughs) At one point in time, it was like the lost city of Atlantis, but it's all gone now. Like overgrown with moss and kind of foggy. Mine, all the trees would be in rows. (laughs) The beaches would be perfectly combed. But. Honestly, I'd like to say mine's probably like very well manicured, but it's probably like one of those angry seagull poop islands that you just avoid with a kayak. Okay. <laughs> so neither a collapsed volcano or an seagull island where birds. Island. <laughs> seagull poop island. That makes sense. One of the lesser known islands from angry birds. <clears throat> Did you say, Eric? I didn't hear. Like overgrown, mossy. Okay. Covered in fog. Ooh. Okay. Mysterious. Like the yeah. mist. Yeah. There you go. I like it. Lots of dark creatures roaming around. Yeah. I guess. That sounds interesting, but it's not. What's your favorite smell? Culver's. Oh. Why are you got to ask an offensive question like this? <laughs> oh well okay so my favorite smell would be would, would be, be any, any any smell yeah not leaning over a grill yeah that would be my <laughs> least favorite smell well your nostrils so. kind of never mind yeah no my nose is still big don't worry it didn't shrink but it's all for show now <laughs> I can remember I don't know I literally can't answer this question. For, for so me, it's actually... you constantly have oh. a symptom of COVID. Yes. Is that one of the symptoms you can't smell? Yeah. 
I guess so. So you should be for getting me, tested I couldn't daily. Taste. <laughs> I should have been getting tested for the past 20 years. Uh, Kyle, what'd you say? Oh, for me, for my favorite smell, it was really weird because it was kind of a terrible, not, not a terrible spite, sight, but an unpleasant sight, but a really favorite smell because they had just uh, like clear cut a cedar, like an old growth cedar tree forest type of thing. Mm-hmm. So it was like, uh, but so like, uh, but it had just been raining. There was like pine in there. So it was like a combination of like pine, cedar. And if uh, Jake wouldn't, Jake wouldn't know about this probably because he can't smell anything, <laughs> but uh, like when you Screw change you through, <laughs> like when you chainsaw through like uh, a tree, like a live tree type of thing and you get like, it has a really unique smell to it. Yeah, um, it does. It's glorious. Uh, so, so like, the overturned i'll earth. let you guys finish and then <laughs> yeah. we can move on yeah. the overturned earth the, the, oh. the cut theater and the rain type what of are you describing a chapter of a book just move on okay <laughs> we get it it smells nice oh it's was there a wild horses running through a meadow no just a bald eagle flying oh, through <laughs> american flag waving proudly yes, there you go it smells right. like burgers and hot dogs. <laughs> All right. Let's do, you want to do one more? Sure. I'll, I got to wrap this up. One. Okay, go ahead. Ooh. What is this silly one? What What is the Disney villain you most sympathize with? Hmm. Hmm. Gosh, this is going to be a tough one. I think Disney villains more recently have become more uh, sympathetic. Sympathetic? Yeah. Because they've, they've gone away from just the pure evil for being evil's sake. Yeah. But I'm still trying to think of... And if not sympathize, you could just be like, okay, I, I, I get where they type of thing. Well, what were some... Okay, so there's the Incredibles, Syndrome. Scar. Scar. I I keep coming back to Shere Khan from The Jungle Book. Okay. <clears throat> I really liked him. as a, First of all, he was an awesome villain. Like, everything about him was cool. And but, terrifying for the time. Type of yeah, thing but... The reason he didn't like Mowgli is because he was afraid Mowgli was going to destroy the jungle. And Mowgli, in fact, almost destroyed the entire jungle. So he was kind of like, right. It's like, you don't can't trust the humans because they're going to burn everything down. And that's exactly what happened. Um, yeah, I, I guess I like Shere Khan. That's the first I, one that popped in my head. And I, and I can't think of... Closely. I'm really yeah. struggling to find. A character. What are some? Was there any villains in Toy Story that were sympathetic? There's oh. the prospector. There. Toy Story two. The bear. The bear. Yeah, yeah. he had bear, a sad, sad story. Kind of a. Yeah, you. In, in the new one, the, in the new in Toy Story four, it's like the little. 
the little doll that was broken before it was ever played with. Type yeah. of thing. So it wants to steal Woody's little voice box. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time making those into villains, though. But I guess that's because of the the way they're presented. It's kind of intentional now. Yeah. Um, I would say the way D- Disney uh, retconned <clears throat> Maleficent and basically made her yeah. an anti-hero. Yeah. Uh, Tafiti from... Uh, Oh yeah, from Moana. Moana. Like especially the I mean, so you say that was the villain, but was it really the villain? But Or um, was Maui the villain? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because he was the one that caused all the problems. In, in either case, both are sympathetic characters that I can kind of get on board with. Um Otherwise, I'm kind of struggling to find... Croc from Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> you may, I mean, he's a henchman, I but know. still. He's just so fun. He's amazing. Yeah. Did you have one, Kyle? I didn't hear. Oh, no, I was actually thinking of uh, Yzma, honestly. Having to deal oh, yeah. With that well, there you go. Type of thing. Like, yeah, I could see just wanting to take over the kingdom when it's like, this is the moron I have to serve all day long. And That's true. <laughs> that is true. Cusco is the least compelling protagonist. Yeah. That's oh, for he's sure. Gotta be, he's got to be one of my favorite, though. Oh, he's hysterical. Like, I, I did not see that film until I started teaching in California like six years ago. And as part of our coursework... Um, my partner teacher, she's like, well, you know, we studied the Maya and the Aztec and the Inca. So we watched this movie. I said, really? I'm like, okay. Like, that's kind of, and I had not seen it before. I'm like, this is a brilliant film. Like, this is just fantastic. David Spade is just great in this. Yeah. It was a good movie. It's an awesome movie. But he's not a good person. No. <laughs> even when not. he, even when he learns his lesson, he's still not really a good person. No. But I'm kind of coming across some Disney gems lately. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Such as you're gonna share them, or are you just gonna you know, keep I, that in your yeah. own little? <laughs> so, my wife and my daughter watched these uh, these movies. Um, the Descendants. Oh, okay. Have you watched oh, these, these, yeah. these three? Mm-hmm. And they're like the kids of all the heroes and villains from all the Disney movies. And it's this live action musical. It's neat. But one of the characters in that was also in, or one of the actresses was also in this series that, again, my wife and daughter started watching. It's called Live and Maddie. I've heard of it. It's set in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Wow. And it's it's about this the, these twins played by the same girl who's in that Descendants movie. Um, one is like very athletic. One is very like girlish, and she's an actress and a singer. And then she's got these two brothers and these parents who are both teachers. And um, they kind of started watching it, and I was very like, I watched. I'm like, okay, this isn't dumb Disney show. And then I watched it. I'm like. This is actually pretty funny. This mm-hmm. is pretty good stuff. Because the brothers are freaking hilarious. 
and it's over the top, but it's a, it's a hoot. Yeah. Okay. I think I have seen that an episode or two. And I think I've seen the dad and some other stuff before, but yeah, cool. So my All recommendation, right, that's our is, dad bod uh, recommendation a, of the week. Teeny bopper <laughs> Disney show. I love it. All right, you want to do one more? Or you want to wrap up? Yeah, we can do another if you got one. All right. uh, I don't. I was hoping someone else did. Um, what's the worst job you've ever had? Working at Sheets. Sheets? Yeah, what's so, Sheets? Is that a paper she- company? That, yeah, it, it is in Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, it, it, is, uh, it is a gas station that serves food as well and like in pennsylvania it's kind of like your guys's culvers and i'm gonna keep saying not like culvers (laughs) oh my god that doesn't sound like a gourmet gas station at all but but, uh it uh it's like a qt it's like a nice qt i mean if uh, it was in wisconsin it would carry cheese curds right yeah yeah, honestly it would like um but at in the small town of where I lived, uh, well, near me, um, it was the only thing open at 2 a.m. in the morning, and I worked the night shift. So all of these highly intoxicated people would come on, on Friday night, and they had to use a touch screen to order their food. And so they would, like, literally start, like, raging and, like, punching. I mean, it's already this small town where they're not used to this stuff. Mm. <laughs> they just get like they try to like slap at it and get very mad. Cheeseburger, yep. cheeseburger. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was that. The the number of times we'd have to explain in the morning, you know, why our fifteen hundred dollar touch screens are broken, type of thing, because they would just start punching them. Yeah. Right. Is yours Walgreens, Eric? Oh, uh, yeah. Worst job I ever had. Yeah, Walgreens. It's just I, I'm. It's retail, cashier yeah. work, busiest Walgreens in Phoenix at that time. It just wasn't fun, and not that a job has to be fun, but pretty much every other job I've been able to find something that I really enjoyed about it. I didn't enjoy anything about that. Mm-hmm. But you know, sometimes I that's that's the thing. Not every job has to be enjoyable i mean because i still get a got a paycheck and that's what i needed at the time mm-hmm. um yeah it's just sucked i think mine this is one of my first jobs I was at a gas station in belleville and i was making pizzas little pan pizzas um and it was the summer between my freshman and sophomore year in high school and uh i just struggled with it i i would pizzas wouldn't come out on time and it was just a struggle um and then that was the same summer that i got hit by the truck and broke my arm and they fired me the day i got hit by the truck so like before that's got to be or after no like they <laughs> called to like say i was fired and my mom was like yeah he just got hit by a truck so he's not coming <laughs> oh in anyway <laughs> Like, like, oh, well, and you showed up. Like, is that why they fired you? Because you showed up late? 
Maybe. That was probably it. I probably missed that day. Oh my gosh. So that's, anyway, that would definitely funny. be my worst job. I've had a lot of jobs. You know, some were hard and and stuff like that, but never they never like bad experiences. But that one was just a just a bad experience. So Yeah. Alright, well, I gotta get going because I'm sure my kids are gonna wake up in a minute, so let's wrap this one up. Yeah. So Dadbot after dark. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for joining us, man. That was yeah, fun. That was fun. So all right, well, thanks for coming in. Like, subscribe, follow us, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>